Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I'm your host, Lainey. Before we launch into our episode today, we wanted to pay tribute to rock and roll queen Tina Turner. We learned the sad news of her passing earlier today. Our condolences to her family. Born in Brownsville, Tennessee by the name Anna Mae Bullock in 1939, Tina Turner's performance career started in 1957, and her soulful and powerful voice was heard for decades in many hits, performing as part of a duo, although it was her solo career that was the most successful. Over her career, she has been honoured with 12 Grammys, inducted into the Rock and Roll and Soul Music Halls of Fame, and has sold over 100 million records worldwide. Some of you may wonder why we mentioned Tina Turner at the head of our episode, but the memory of her involvement in the NRL promotional campaigns in the late 80s and early 90s is indelible in my mind, especially the sight of Tina Turner belting out her hit, Simply the Best, at the 1993 Grand Final in Sydney, in which the St. George Dragons faced the Brisbane Broncos and the Broncos went on to win the Premiership that year. Tina Turner's love of Australia increased when she starred alongside Mel Gibson in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and her involvement with NRL promotions and campaigns with her well-known hits. That led to a significant increase in female viewership of rugby league as the league was trying to improve their image. An African-American woman promoting a tough blue-collar game was considered by many an unusual pairing, but it was a resounding success. To her fans, family and friends, Tina Turner was a woman who personified toughness, determination, and perseverance. She broke records and barriers, but she never let anything or anyone break her spirit. Vale, Tina Turner, may you rest in power. Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us for the NRL show. The Indigenous round of the NRL season is behind us, and the first game of State of Origin is next week. That means there are fewer games of football for round 13, but seven teams earning a bye. Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan will be touching on the best and worst performances of round 12. We will discuss the New South Wales and Queensland Origin team lists, and we, of course, share with you our tips and previews for round 13 of the NRL. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL Show. We have the full panel on tonight. Hello, Emma, Gabby, and Lachlan. So we've had Indigenous round, round 12 rugby league football that is over. Lachlan, you headed out to Leichhardt Oval, all rugged up in your Tigers supporter merch to see your team. Can I get a reaction? How do you feel after the win? Oh, absolutely incredible. Um, it's so It's been so rare in recent years to have such a positive atmosphere at Leichhardt Oval after a game. Just everyone heading out with smiles on their faces. It's really special to see, especially the GOAT, you you know, living around the area you go and you know, you know, half the crowd, you're talking, bouncing between different people and all of you just kind of sharing the hope that the Tigers will get the win and when they actually do and when they do in such um, convincing, such a convincing manner as well. Like, yeah, it's, it was really good. I think that's the first Tigers game I've watched in a long time where I could just kind of sit back and watch that last 20 minutes without any fear of a comeback and just be able to relax and enjoy the win. They've got the bye this week. 
obviously there's been news around Joel Fahengawi leaving to Para. He had a great game, great farewell game. He's had a great uh, season a bit, two seasons with us. So thanks to Joe and all the best at Para. Just quickly, Lachlan, was the try he scored a try? At the ground, I didn't think so. I was so light. Live, it looked like it was a try, and then the screen, like the screen at Lakota, was terrible. But looking at it, um, it didn't look like a try to me. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched back the game on like proper TV, um, so yeah, I don't think I can say much more than that. But looking at the big screen at the ground, it didn't look like he got downward pressure on it. Thanks, Lachlan. And did you also get your photo with the scoreboard, like others, with your head poking out through the empty slots? I uh, missed out on that. I was there. I was there from 12 p.m. because we had a, a triple header there, which was really exciting. So New South Wales Cup Magpies didn't get the win, but Jersey Flag Tigers did as well over Penrith. They also had some members members board stuff outside, giving out playing trading cards and stuff. So yeah, it was it was good. KFC were giving out free food. Just a little plug to KFC there. I think I ate too much of that, but yeah, it's a good day. Sounds great. Who doesn't like going to the footy and getting a free feed and also watching your team win? Sounds like a pretty stellar night for you. So we're nearly halfway through the season and currently the top eight from top to bottom are Panthers, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Broncos, Storm, Dolphins, Warriors and Raiders. Actually, also great to see that the Tigers are not at the bottom of the ladder. So there are five teams sitting at 16 points and three of them, Panthers, Sharks and Storm, they have a bye this week, which is their second of the season. And the other two teams in the top five haven't had a bye yet this season. So team, the game one set of origin lists were released earlier this week. We recorded our set of origin episode a um, couple of weeks ago, discussing and sharing our predictions. And we released that episode on Saturday. But I wanted to ask, were any of you quite surprised with the announcements, all the name members that were shortlisted for the team? Uh, not particularly. Um, it definitely wasn't the same list that I had, but um, I can understand most of the choices. So not not super surprised. I wasn't surprised. I think I'm really happy Hudson Young got the call up from the Raiders. I think he's got a well-deserved spot. In terms of Queensland, I think probably the biggest surprise was Kalen Ponga uh, not getting named and Reese Walsh has been named at fullback. But in the same breath, it was sort of a little bit expected, um, especially after KP's game last week. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty happy with both teams and I'm just really keen to watch them. For me, yeah, similar to you guys, um, not many big surprises. I think just like every major media outlet has been making a big deal of recently, um, Tavita Pangai Jr. was a surprise for me in that New South Wales forward pack. But, yeah, apart from that, can't wait for game one. Well, Tanner Boyd didn't get picked as I was wondering for the Queensland side. I would say that Freddie and Billy have... uh, selected some people that I think we had actually considered and deliberated over. To an extent, I am surprised that Capewell wasn't named and he didn't get uh, a call up. I think also Dane Gagai not getting picked is a big change for Queensland. But I am excited to see that Reese Walsh is uh, starting fullback. Also, Billy Slade is the GOAT and he knows what he's doing and we just have to trust the process. Yeah, with uh, Ponga, even though I said in my... um 
in mind that I thought Reese Walsh would get the spot, and I thought maybe Kellen Ponga will see in the in another game. But now that I think about it, um, I think if Reese Walsh plays really well, I think he will end up keeping that that jersey. I think we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, unless he has a terrible game, I don't see him losing it. I think Billy has a lot more influence, I think, to give Reese Walsh rather than Kalen. I think Reese being such a baby at the minute, if he takes on what Billy can teach him, he'll be unstoppable. And I just don't think Kalen's there anymore, maybe, in his career as to take on any new direction. If I was Reese and I was learning under Billy Slater, I would be like a sponge just taking that all in. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, I agree. And um, I don't remember when it was or what it was even about, but I remember seeing a quote from um, from Ponga saying that he, like, he's not listening to anyone. Um, he's going to just keep playing the way he likes to play. And I don't think that's the best attitude to have. So, yeah, like you said, um, Reese Walsh is probably ready to learn a lot more than Ponga is. So. Further to your point, I imagine to a degree that Kalen would have had some real health concerns with everything that has been going on and he's got a pretty big contract with the Knights. So I think he needs to be in a position to play out that contract and fulfill his obligations. I'm not saying it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if Billy and Kalen had a conversation which Billy asked him, do you think you'll be able to front up for this? Because we all know State of Origin is extra tough, hits are harder, the injury count that comes out of it is very high. A lot of players usually end up sitting aside for weeks. So I don't think Kalen wants to harm his chances to play out his contract in his future and, yeah, the many setbacks that um, he may continue to encounter. Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, everyone, as we usually do, uh, let's look back at round 12, a quick review of the past matches, best player or best team performance. So my player of the round this week was Dylan Brown. I thought he was brilliant for Parramatta. The Parramatta halves in Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses were really strong um, against their win against Souths. Uh, but Dylan Brown, he had 139 run metres, scored a really good try, and he won the Eric Sims medal um, as a part of Indigenous round. So he got man of the match. And honestly, I don't think Parramatta would have won without him on Friday night. So, yeah, he's my player of the round. Well, I think there was a bit too much going on for me to remember a player, but um, I am also struggling to pick a best team because as the weekend was going on, at first I wanted to pick the Dragons straight away. I was like, yep, this is probably, um, yeah, it was a really well-played game. And um, whenever it's an upset, I just pay more attention, I think, (laughs) as a just because it was unexpected. Um, And then obviously the, the Tigers, um yeah they came out and played like I definitely wasn't expecting and then the Manly as well they played a lot better than we've been seeing so it's a bit hard for me to pick if I'm being honest um all three of them I think were outstanding performances and yeah would not have seen those coming so yeah good job to them I'm gonna go with Brooksy Luke Brooks for the Tigers um bit of a long-suffering halfback with us just had a really fantastic game for his 200th NRL game really helped out by Appy Coruscant in particular but also a great game from Brandon Wakeham too 
Yeah, great shout, Lachlan. I also had Luke Brooks. He played an excellent game. Um, in that case, I'm going to uh, do a bit of a shout-out for fellow Aucklander from Rugby Breeding Ground St. Paul's College, Stafford Tor. Uh, he was a bit of a standout to me, playing his 50th NRL game, uh, scoring uh, two tries and 15 tackle breaks in this uh, milestone match. It could be the first four letters of his name, but he's among the shining stars at the club. His career is building quite nicely, and if he continues this type of performance, um, I'm also celebrating a milestone to get a record-breaking victory over the uh, at the club. Um, those are the sorts of games that you sort of look back over your career and you know just recall with you know a bit of a twinkle in your eye. I was there for that match, and that was my fiftieth. Um, also, I think his family and friends will be very proud of his performance. I also thought Eels did quite well to beat the Rabbitohs. My brother had messaged me earlier in the evening before kickoff and I told him Eels can be a bit of a team that pulls together to kill some giants when they want to. And with Moses back, they were able to exploit, you know, the holes in the Rabbitohs' defence and antagonise some of the players that are known for losing focus when they become quite hot-headed. So snaps to them for playing a well-thought-out uh, tactical game with skill as well as the mental game. So, um, yeah, big shout-out to them for being able to get that victory and ex- uh, exploiting some of those vulnerabilities. Yeah, can I just say, where was Latrell Mitchell? I captained him for my Supercoach team, and he scored like 20 points. Last week, I captain Nathan Cleary and he didn't score like anything and Latrell did amazing and then this week I think Nathan Cleary scored like 140 points so I'm just not happy about it (laughs) bloody hell and Latrell get it together but that's with South the ones that they lose they're the ones that we're saying where's Latrell like he chooses when he's on or off and he was he was off on which was Disappointing. I really expected him to have a massive game like Indigenous round. I thought he was going to go out there and kill it. Yeah, I thought so too because he's always like the one of the big like voices of like Indigenous um, everything. So, yeah. Yeah. It was ready. I thought he would have been fired up. Okay. So were there any poor performances or members or teams that you wanted to talk about? I don't want to talk about it. I had the Cowboys, but we don't have to go into it. You can, Gabby. It's fine. I can take it. (laughs) Well, it is partly my fault for picking them. (laughs) So I'm sorry about that. I just, there's not much to say. Defence was lacking. I think the most, like, astounding part of it was just how quickly the Tigers just continually put points on. Like, we were cooking dinner and every two minutes I was like, yep, they're in again. Yep, they're in again. And it was just like, but they were scoring sort of in the same spot. And I'm like, are they not like learning from their mistakes on the field? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Em. I feel really sorry for you because that sucks. So but happy for Lachlan, Tigers <laughs> fans. Brilliant. Yeah, happy for you, Lachlan. Bye. Your Man, pain is my happiness. <laughs> hey, they better come out and <laughs> win the next five games because if you're going to embarrass us like that don't decide to turn off the next game you play that's just not okay that's rude (laughs) oh fingers crossed I think the Cowboys have a pretty solid case for worst performance I'm gonna go the Rabbitohs and not with any particular malice like they didn't play particularly badly really either I think it was just an off game and 
really it's more important how they bounce back than the actual loss itself. So, Yeah, I'd say it was the Dolphins for me. Um, I think I'm perhaps just singling them out because of the poor discipline in that particular game. Uh, I was quite unhappy with the fact that uh, they weren't able to sort of keep a, a cool head um, coming into that match, although, you know, absolute credit to Melbourne. They played, you know, a wonderful uh, game. I think for um, the team like the Dolphins, you know, they, they sort of moved into my sort of – top five list of teams that um, you know, I'm really excited about and wanting to follow. Um, I just felt as though they weren't able to pull it together, especially after past weeks in which they'd showed that they were a team that could, you know, fix a lot of those issues in those weak areas and come in strong because they were always that great second half team. But I don't know what halftime speeches didn't happen for this, but yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, you know, as a as a sort of Cinderella team, I, I, I think I expected cooler heads, better discipline. Um, but also it just really upset the entire, I guess you could say, equilibrium of the team. Um, and especially in the first minute, that was, yeah, not cool at all. So, yeah, I, I kind of felt as if uh, the fact that they didn't concentrate or focus well enough for the game, um, they definitely handed um, that victory to the Storm. They come, I think they're a good second half team. Melbourne played terribly in the second half like they didn't score a point in the second half like I feel like they got a rev up they won the second half so there's things there that need to be worked on but Melbourne played so well in the first half um just quietly Okay, everyone. So seven teams have the bye this week with Origin approaching. I'd say a few teams will be looking to get a victory over quite a few of the teams that are missing a lot of key players while they're out at Origin camp. But I also think it's a great time to see what some of the uh, second string players will bring to the side and give them a chance to shine. So on Thursday evening, the first match of round 13 is between the Dolphins and the St. George Illawarra Dragons in Brisbane, and it's over at Redcliffe. So in the Indigenous round, we saw the Dolphins, they lacked a bit of discipline as we watched their match against the Melbourne Storm, coming away with a loss with a final score of 24-16. Quite a few hotheads in that game, which was disappointing for fans and the team and also in the first minute. So last round, the Dragons added to the Sydney Roosters' woes, delivering another loss as they managed to come together in the final minutes. Lachlan, you and I correctly predicted that the Dragons would come away with a victory. I'm not sure if this week they will continue that run, having ended their losing streak. Lachlan, what can we look forward to for the first match of the round? Yeah, it should be an entertaining way to kick off a shortened round 13, thanks to all those buys. Um, the Dolphins, it's a bit of a clash of the two red teams, actually. But the Dolphins, they're at their spiritual home in Redcliffe, as you mentioned. Meanwhile, the Dragons have dropped down to last despite that win due to some other results, i.e. the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Yeah, the Dolphins, they weren't helped by a first-minute sin binning, um, and they did start pretty slow, but they came out firing in the second half. Couldn't pull it off against the Storm, though. The Storm just... um too good in closing out games and so that was a 24-16 loss at Lang Park and this week sees massive changes as would be expected with Origin sides uh, being named so Hamaso Tabuai Fado, uh, Gilbert, Felice Kafusi, they're all out, Kafusi has been suspended. Um, Mark Nichols returns on the bench with all those players out and Mason Teague and Valence Devada joins the bench as well. There's also a bit of a forwards reshuffle and in the back line, Nikarima is back to fullback with Anthony Milford at 5'8". Over for the Dragons, 
if you haven't watched the last five minutes of that Dragons uh, Roosters game last week, go watch it. It was very entertaining and a really important win for the Dragons. But it won't mean anything if they can't turn it into you know something bigger, something that they can build a bit of a mid-season resurgence on. But yeah, so for them, team news, uh, Jack Bird comes in for a straight, straight swap for Jaden Sewer and Jaden Sullivan will go to halfback, replacing Ben Hunt, who is out on origin duties. Michael Molo as well into the forward back for the injured Blake Laurie and Moses Envi back into the 17 on the bench. So yeah, quite a bit to talk about there, as I think will be the case for a lot of games this weekend. In terms of tipping... I think the Dolphins will win. I think what the Dragons did last week was purely a reaction to what's been going on behind, I guess, behind the club, not necessarily closed doors in this day and age. Everything's up on Twitter, up on the internet, but obviously there's a lot of stuff going on at the Dragons. Yeah, I I just don't think they can turn that win into anything more than just what it was. So, yeah, I think Dolphins will bounce back and get the win. Yeah, I think for me, um, the Dolphins are now without probably – two of the players that I rate the most in the Dolphins. Both the Hammer and Felice Cafusi really bring some like more energy to the team and I think uh, a lot of the players feed off that a little bit. But at the same time, the Dragons are now missing Ben Hunt. They did have a good game last week, like you said, but um, I think you made a good point that it's probably a bit more of a reaction to what was going on and I think without Ben Hunt, I don't know if they can really do it again. So I think I'm going to go to the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Dolphins too. Uh, it was exciting to see the Dragons um, and their win. Obviously, they listened to our podcast and pulled their finger out, which was nice to see. Uh, but, yeah, the Dolphins against Melbourne was a little bit surprising. I thought there'd be a little bit more in it. Um, but in terms of fire, there was plenty of that, um, especially the Kafusi moment. I'm not sure the Dragons can win this one without Ben Hunt as he was quite instrumental in the assist and kick that led to the try in the closing minutes to get a two-point victory over the Roosters. Uh, I know I say this all the time, but Ben Hunt just has that great eyes-up footy. Um, He really brings that urgency um, and he knows how to respond very quickly in moments that matter when they're driven to get a win. And that was one of the moments which he showed that, and I think perhaps why he secured that uh, origin spot. Yeah, so I'm going to call Dolphins for this one. Also, the crowd there will be in their uh, favour. So, yeah, go Dolphins. Also, I just wanted to uh, to comment that perhaps it's a good idea to give Lang Park turf a bit of a break from all the cleats. Uh, as we saw, it was quite torn up in past matches and with a lot of rain that hasn't helped the recovery. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to the turf crew up there because they're also victims of a lot of online negativity, but they do their best with the weather challenges, so a shout-out to them. Thank you, Lachlan. All right, on Friday evening, the Parramatta Eels are hosting the North Queensland Cowboys out at Parramatta. So the Eels are coming off a big win last week over the South City Rabbitohs, comfortably putting them away. Emma, you predicted correctly that if there was an upset of the Indigenous round, it would be the Eels match against Souths. Although you were, as you say, quietly confident about the Cowboys being victorious over the Tigers with the caveat that you said if the Tigers were to get a win, it would be that match. I think also Gabby's tipping sorcery of tipping them <laughs> have returned to conjure a win for their opposition. Emma, the Eels looked pretty hot in the last game and the Cowboys not so much in the past round. Can the Cowboys bounce back this week? Well, as I have quite a few friends that go for the Eels, um, I'm pretty scared about this game. 
It is a rematch of the controversial preliminary finals game that knocked the Cowboys out of the comp last year. Now the Cowboys are just just below the Eels on the ladder with the same amount of wins and losses for the year. Um, so this is the tiebreaker. The Cow- Cowboys copped an absolute thrashing, as we've already talked about. Um, 66 points is just, oh, I didn't think it could get any worse than the first 40 minutes and then it just was all downhill. So, um, yeah, now they officially have the worst defense in the NRL. So it's not looking good for the boys. Uh, for the Eels, uh, the addition of Joe Ofer-Hengawi from the Tigers. Uh, he is So he's playing back-to-back games against the Cowboys. Um, just a fun little fact there. Uh, making a mid-season switch from the Tigers. He has come at a good time since Junior Polo is out. Well, not out, but he's away on origin duties. So congrats to Junior Polo. And Ryan Madison is out with a calf injury. Andrew Davey is sidelined with a head knock. Matt Dory is back starting in the second row. And Luca Moretti will make his NRL debut from the bench. Uh, special shout out to Jake Arthur, who is moving to Manly. I hope he gets the love he deserves there. And it's a great fresh start for him. So all the best to Jake Arthur. For the Cowboys, uh, we'll be missing four Origin boys. So big shout out to Murray Tolangi, Ruben Cotter, Tom Dearden and Valentine Holmes uh, for being selected for Origin. Um, I love Origin footy just because it usually gives um, players a good chance to make a debut. Um, we have two players making a debut for the Cowboys. Um, that'll be Zach Labor, who will make his debut at centre, and Robert Derby will debut on the wing. Ben Hampton has spent a fair bit of time this year in the reserves, but he will be starting in 5-8. Jake Granville starting at lock, and I don't know how likely it is, but Jason Tamalolo has been listed in the reserves and could potentially come back from his knee injury. So we'll have to just wait and see, I guess. But um, Griffin Neem is also returning early from his throat injury and he'll be on the bench. Uh, Jermaine Tunawa-Brown will be on the bench after missing his last week with a head knock. Um, I've said it before, but I think Kyle Felt is one of the most underrated wingers in the game and he scored 11 tries in his last eight games. But he'll be going up against um, Micah Sivo, who has scored five tries in three games and currently the top try score for the season with 14 tries. The Eels have won three of their past four games against the Cowboys and the only other time the Cowboys have versed them at this stadium, the Cowboys lost 42-4 to back in 2020. So it's not looking great for the Cowboys at all. Um, they are paying $5 and with the season of some crazy upsets, maybe um, might have to put a little sneaky, sneaky multi on, but nah, I don't think this is going to be a good week for the Cowboys um yeah they just didn't show much much hunger at all last week and now we're going to be another four players down it's it's not looking positive <laughs> but one can dream um yeah <laughs> maybe if Gabby doesn't tip them we might be okay um I'm going with Parramatta um so hopefully for you M, the Cowboys get up yeah Para I thought were really strong last week and they've got a strong side they've got like strength across the park, even in their reserves, they've got a lot of strength coming through. And I just think because you, like Cowboys do have a few missing due to origin, I think that will impact them even more coming off that loss against the Tigers. So, but I am a witch and I could conjure a spell here. So for you, Em, deserve the win, but yeah, I'm going para. (laughs) 
Thank you. I appreciate that. You do special powers. Yeah, eels. But the way this season is going so far, like, who knows? The fact that we've all tipped eels probably makes it more likely that the Cowboys will win, like statistically, judging by how accurate our tips have been. So I'm going eels, but with no sense of confidence at all. I'm going to go for the eels. Um, It's over at Parramatta. Um, You know, they're going to try and back up that big win with another one. Also, the Cowboys are traveling around a little bit. Um, It's not going to be a crowd in their favor. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see how they'll be able to um, improve their game much after that last performance. Uh, I think it'll be close, but, yeah, I'm sorry, Cowboys. Um, I'm going for Eels this round. Oh, I like you guys too. Um, I'd like to see you come back to your form, um, and I think your fans will too, especially for Emma's sake. Uh, but, yeah, I have a feeling that the Eels will uh, be able to dominate a little bit uh, for this particular matchup, and they're not missing as many key players. Thank you, Emma. All right, the next match for the round and the first for Saturday will be in beautiful Napier as New Zealand Warriors are hosting the Brisbane Broncos. So the Warriors are returning from their much-needed buy, uh, heading into that with a convincing victory over the Canterbury Bulldogs in round 11. So the Brisbane Broncos are recovering from an Indigenous round loss to the Penrith Panthers, and they were without Adam Reynolds that game. And if you're going to square up against the Panthers, you need great game management and that tactical kicking which Reynolds brings, and I'm sure the Broncos really missed. So Warriors are my favorite team and Broncos are my second team. It is a little bit of a conflict for me, um, but I'll press on. So for the Warriors side, Luke Metcalf makes his debut for the Warriors and is named to start at 5'8". Jackson Ford is back to start in the second row after recovering from a head knock while hooker Wade Egan is out and he's being replaced by Freddie Lussick. Uh, Ronald Volkman, he's been named as the 18th man. And for the Broncos, well, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas and Thomas Flegler are all big outs for the team as they are on origin duty. Adam Reynolds is named to start and back this week, making his return. So that's a great inclusion for the team. Tristan Saylor is named at fullback in place of Reese Walsh. Dane Mariner is on the wing, replacing Selwyn Cobbo. Keenan Palacia and Corey Jensen are the new starting props in place of Payne Haas and and Flegler, and Kobe Hetherington moves into the starting side. So the Broncos side has some new bench warmers as well, so they've got Xavier Wilson and Brendan Piakura. So this feels quite simple for me as the Broncos' first-string players are out at origin, and with a lot of new players in the mix for the Broncos, they may be a little bit unsettled. Although Adam Reynolds is back and, you know, I often remark about his great game management, I'm unsure if that's going to be enough. So it's a home match for the Warriors with very few outs for them and they're still a very strong team. So the stars have kind of aligned for them. So they could really get a win here. They would be smart to capitalise on a weakened Bronco side. Also, the Broncos are traveling. Um, I think many of you know what my theory is about teams having to travel into different time zones and climates. And with all of those advantages, that's the reason why I'm calling a win for the Warriors. I agree completely. I'm going to go the Warriors as well. I think this will be the game that will probably be impacted the most in terms of origin and the players that Brisbane are missing. But in saying that, the Warriors, as you said, Laney, full strength side, Jackson Ford's back. How good. Home game, bring it on. I think they're going to get a big win. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, the Warriors have been looking pretty good and 
the Broncos will be out without some of their best players. Um, I'm pretty excited though to watch this game and see some of those new guys coming through. It should be should be a good game, I'm sure. But yeah, got to go Warriors. Yeah, Warriors for me too. I think you all summed it up nicely. Um, I liked the little uh, stars aligning kind of nod. I think that perf- perfectly sums it up. The Warriors should take this opportunity and um, I think they will. Thank you, everyone. I know with Origin on, we often tend to remark about the weakened sides, but, you know, I guess one of the great advantages is we're starting to see a few of these new players uh, sort of getting their run on the field for uh, these matches and stepping in to show that they can really um, be in on the in the big game. Uh, and, yeah, I'm really excited to see these new Broncos players come through and see a few of them and what they're able to uh, provide and contribute to the team. Yeah, me too. And they get a chance to a lot of the time start as well. Usually they would, when they do debut, it's like later in the season because someone's injured, but they're really just on the bench for a couple of minutes. So mm. they get a chance to actually show a bit more because they're relied on a bit harder. So it's good. Thank you, everyone. All right, so on Saturday, the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Canberra Raiders out at Olympic Park. So South Sydney were perhaps surprised like we were after all the big talk from us and everyone else that has pumped them up with optimism about their chances of a certain grand final spot. But last week, they came away with a surprising loss to the Eels. Also, the Canberra Raiders, we had thought they could back up their string of victories to increase their streak. Unfortunately, it wasn't their match and a determined and strong manly side absolutely dominated. I guess we could say... This could be the blockbuster match for this round, Gabby. Uh, what can we expect from this primetime match? Potentially, yeah. This will be exciting. I think like all other teams being impacted by origin, but I think uh, there are a couple of players missing from both teams that spice up the lineups a little bit. Both teams coming off losses, they've got a lot to prove in terms of climbing that ladder. For the Bunnies, Campbell Graham has been named despite withdrawing from the New South Wales squad with a sternum injury. There's still some unsureness around this here with Richard Kenner being listed at 18th man. So that could be a late change to the Bunnies' side. Kaloa Matangi is a chance of returning from a leg injury after being included, after being included in the reserves. Uh, Liam Knight has been set to replace Cam Murray at lock. So that's an exciting inclusion. I like watching Liam Knight play. Blake Taff comes in at fullback for Latrell. And on the bench, Latrell's brother Shaq is making another appearance and Talis Duncan has been named as well. For the Green Machine, they are missing Hudson Young. He got picked in the origin side, which is exciting. They're also missing Elliot Whitehead due to suspension. So that means Corey Harawira Naira comes into the second row. Joe Tapani moves to lock. Zach Wolford's return from a head knock at hooker pushes Danny Levi back to the reserves. Nick Kotrick makes his return from a hamstring injury to the bench and Matt Frawley is listed amongst the reserves um, as he is nearing a return from a hand injury. So this could potentially be South's toughest game given they are missing Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow, yeah, and Campbell Graham, that potential of being rested. Uh, I think given that, uh, the Raiders will probably be the strongest side. I think they did suffer that loss to Manly on the weekend, but they have been having back-to-back wins prior to that. Uh, They are missing Hudson Young, but they have maintained Jack White and and 
Josh Papali'i given they've retired from rep footy. So I feel like that's a little bit of a bonus as well. So I think if Canberra can be a little bit more disciplined compared to what they were against Manly last week, I think they can actually do it. Um, I think the South's losses to Origin, yeah, I think their losses to Origin will impact them greater than the Raiders. But that's Origin footy for us. Yeah, I think um, that you're right there with their losses maybe being potentially heavier than the Raiders. Something wants me to still go for the Rabbitohs, but yeah, I think um, without Latrell Mitchell and Kamari and Jairo, they're going to struggle a bit. So yeah, I think it's going to be Raiders for me. I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Yeah, despite those origin outs, I think the players coming in will be up to the challenge. Um, Also, I think the Raiders bubble might have burst a little bit after that loss, you know, had a bit of a roll on and now you know, it just seems like maybe that momentum's drained out and they will struggle to get up for this game. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Souths for this one. Uh, I have a feeling that there'll be a few players within the South Sydney team who are perhaps a little bit salty that they weren't picked uh, for origin and they'll be using this opportunity to shine. Um, I tend to notice that players that don't get selected uh, for origin, they tend to bring this extra game. I'm kind of reminded of what Josh Adokar did for the Bulldogs last year. I think in a sort of a um, stuff you moment uh, while everybody was talking about his, you know, being overlooked and he just played wonderful, wonderful games. Uh, and I think he was just also trying to prove the point that he still has some good game. So I have a feeling we'll see this from Souths. Also, further to your point, Lachlan, I'm not exactly sure that the Raiders will be able to um, get the win in here. A uh, bit difficult. I think you're right. The streak has ended. So that's why I'm going to go for Souths as well. Thank you, Gabby. Great preview and thank you, everyone. All right, the final match of the round has the Newcastle Knights meeting up with the Manly Seagulls in Newcastle. And Newcastle fans have been turning up in big numbers to support their side. So the Knights are sitting 12th on the ladder behind Manly Seagulls at ninth place and the Knights without too many missing players due to the origin selections. So there are some changes at the Knights. Big shout out to Tyson Frizzell, who is on origin duty, while Jack John starts in the second row as a replacement for him. So Kalen Ponga has been moved to fullback. Bit sad for Lachlan Miller, although he was struggling in that spot, and especially in that last round. So he's been named to start on the bench. Tyson Gamble will partner with Jackson Hastings in the halves. Adam Elliott moves into the starting side at lock. Prop Daniel Saifiti will be making his 105th NRL appearance for this game. So that could be some uh, great news for him and perhaps for the team as he's chasing that celebration for the end of the match with a win, of course. So for Manly, there are a few notable changes to the Manly squad with a few key players out for origin and an injury. So Cooper Johns uh, will be coming in to replace Daily Cherry Evans in the halves. I'm actually quite interested to see how he will perform at that position as he's well connected to one of the greatest halfbacks in the history of the game. Also, his cousin's playing for the opposition. Um, A great chance for him to show his skills and how he compliments Schuster as well. K.O. Weeks, he starts at fullback in the absence of Tom Trebojevic, also another great opportunity for him to shine. With Jake Trebojevic still out injured with his calf, uh, Tor for four simply is named to start at prop. And Sean Kepi then moves into the lock position. Samuela Final will be starting at second row and finally off the bench, which is good news. Uh, making a return since round nine is Christian Tuipulotu, so he's named to start on the bench. Also, 
new recruit Jake Arthur is named in the 22-man squad on the reserves. So it'll be great to see him getting a fresh start, and I think he is in great company. So I have a feeling there will be some members among these two teams looking to prove some people wrong for being overlooked in origin selection. And similar to the previous game, just proving that they have the goods, but also some players replacing key members, making the statement to take another look at them. And so they'll step up and shine. I think it'll be a close margin. Knights are mostly at full strength for this and fielding largely the same side, but some players in different spots. This could also be the audition for Ponga to notch up some game time as fullback. Uh, mainly, although they're missing some key players, they still have some playmakers in the mix, including some muscle. So they'll step up in the absence of Tommy, Jake and Daly, but I think they can do it. Although I made note about the Knights team with one or two players looking to improve their game. The Manly side have a few players that are looking to come out of some very tall shadows, a few chips on the shoulder, and keen to make a personal statement on performance and form to their former club um, and quiet the media that has questioned their metal um, as well as their performance. So on that amateur analysis and evidence and mostly gut instinct, something tells me that this is going to be a Manly win by about six points. I think that's a good call and a great uh, sum up. But uh, I'm going to go with Newcastle. I think Manly are really going to be, I think, contrary to Souths for some reason, I've got a different feeling about this one. I think Manly will really feel the missing players. And I think Newcastle, I mean, just on paper, Newcastle look like a better side, especially in the backs, like, no disrespect to Cooper Johns or KO Weeks, but um, I think Kalen Ponga and um, Jackson Hastings might be able to lift lift their team a bit. Uh, I'm going to go Knights. Well, firstly, I would just like to thank Adam O'Brien for listening to me and putting Kalen Ponga at fullback, like I have been saying this entire forever. Um, that's his spot that he deserves to be at and... I think he is a lot better fullback than he is in the halves. But anyway, for Manly, I feel for them um, because a lot of the time I think they're pretty much a two to three man team, which is Tommy, Daly, and Jake, and they're all going to be out. Sorry, Ruben Ruben Garrick is also um pretty good player for them. Um, I do rate him, but yeah, they're. Their main players, um, they rarely win a game without Tommy and they're also not going to have Daily Terry Evans or Jake. So going to be a really tough game for them, I think. Um, but I think they're also going to be um, firing after last week and wanting to come out and prove that um, it wasn't just a fluke as well and that they can do it without the big boys. So, yeah, I think, I think you're right, Lenny, that it will be close. Um, but I think that the Knights will get there in the end. Yes, I'm going to go Knights too. I think they've just looked so much stronger on paper. I think the reshuffle of Manly I think will be a little hard to adjust to. And like you said, Laney, there's players there that are going to come out fired up from the Knights and I think they'll be the more fired up side on the day. And it's Sunday footy. Knights always thrive, but mainly thrived last week. I don't know. I'm going to go Knights. <laughs> and there you have it, everyone. 
that is our show. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we truly appreciate your support. Hope you can tune in regularly. Please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us spread the word. Don't forget to subscribe, download our episodes, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Or read about our panellists for all of our shows at our website, mojosports.com.au. We wish your team a great round of football and with no injuries. And until next time, take care of yourself and each other.